What up, what up, what up? What's happening, y'all? We back. We back, y'all. My name is Sonny Ture. And I'm Akita G. And this is the Fire This Time Podcast. Going to greet the people correctly, Aki. What's happening with the folks? We're glad to have the 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 brothers, the sisters, and all others here. You know what I'm saying? To join us again. We're trying to give y'all that vibe again as usual. You know, we hope y'all had a nice week. You know, we got some sunny days here. So, you know, I'm sort of glad. You know, it's a nice, ideal day. 80 degrees outside. You know what I'm saying? Slight breeze. So, uh, you know, if you're able, and if you got those type of conditions wherever you are, please go out there and enjoy them and get a part of nature. Kick it with the spirits and all that other good shit that people like to do. Yeah, I definitely hear that, Aki. Uh, been a good week so far. Uh, we're going to plan on having a good episode. We got a couple of different topics we want to tackle. Uh, one of them being Ken- Kendrick, uh, Kendrick Lamar's new album, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Oh, yes. Uh, we're going to talk about a new uh, bill going through the government right now, just passed the House. It's looking to pass the Senate about the U.S.'s role in Africa related to AFRICOM and neocolonialism. We're going to tackle that. We're also going to tackle the tragic uh, murdering spree uh, that the white supremacist Peyton, I forget his last name, went on in Buffalo, New York, killing, killing um, some of our family, you know, uh, off of that white replacement theory, white supremacist bullshit. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, but to start things off, uh, for this week's fire, we're going to talk about the pending release and uh, the successful parole of Sundiata Akola. So, uh, Aki, why don't you tell the people a little bit about Sundiata Akola and why this is something we should be paying attention to? I mean, of course, you know, if anybody knows anything about the struggle, you should know of her, that name, Sundiata Akola. Um, Sundiata is uh, definitely um, a stalwart. He was um, involved in a situation, the situation that also took place with the Honorable uh Asada Shakur and uh, another comrade was with them, you know, incident happened, you know, on the road, some shots was fired, somebody died, some people went to jail. Brothers was totally doing it for the defense of the people and defending of themselves for the struggle. And his brother's been locked up, if I think. If I'm correct, what, 49 years, Akeem? Yeah, yes, sir. Been locked up 49 years. Now, we all know the famous heroic, heroic escape of uh, Asada Shakur, who was on trial, I think, at the time for that case, when she uh, broke free of her uh, captivity and enslavement, you know, mm-hmm. under the uh, under the oppressors. In other words... She broke free. Let's just say that. She broke free. Um, I think the did the other brother already pass? It was three of them. One of the brothers was killed on the scene. Yes. Uh, I, yeah, I believe. Uh, and I know an officer died at the scene, too, at yeah. the New Jersey Turnpike. Uh, I'm not sure about the condition of uh, another brother. Uh, yeah. So. But, um, but, yes, his release um, is pending. Um, it's looking very hopeful. He's been denied four times, from what I'm told. Um, if I recall right, though, I think it's actually been like eight times. Um, and um, 
you know, you've been hearing a lot about Matulu Shakur lately and the, you know, the rebel in the last year and the in the movement and for years and you've been hearing a lot about both of these brothers for years. Um Matulu is still there. He's still in the uh, belly of the beast, but the you know, honorable Sunday out of co lead, I'm gonna say honorable because he put the time in. He did the time for the movement. Mm-hmm. You know. Um he's a political prisoner. Prisoner of war, you know, because they were engaged in the act of war when that took place. And, um, you know, we we hoping, at least I am, you know, that that does take place. You know, us getting a victory there can mean also a victory for some other political prisoners that we have that's still locked down. For sure. And on the topic of political prisoners. Whatever happened to, am I my brother's keeper, huh? You know what happened to it. So we have to ask ourselves, are we our brother's keeper? Yes. And uh, if you remember the movie New Jack City, the answer to that was some, uh, he said something about get the bag or do for self. You know what I'm saying? It was something that, uh, you know, they they spoke about the kind of individualistic turn away from Am I My Brother's Keeper. Of (laughs) course, New Jack City, far different context than what we're talking about. But still, uh, you know, something, something to think about. Something still remains relevant, you know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, for all those people, throw your prayers, doers, and all those other such things out um, for the brother um, and uh, the case that uh, he um, is um, in a position to potentially come home and be with his family again. I do know he's having some comp- he got a couple of uh, health conditions um, that he necessarily mentioned exactly what those were, but they, I do know he has some type of health conditions. You know, you've been in there for 49 years. I think that brother was what? How old was he? He was in his 30s. You know what I'm saying? When he got hit, when he got when they got him. You know? Yeah, I think early 30s, yep. Yeah, he was in his early 30s, so he's been in there for 49 years, you know. Naturally, you know what I'm saying, health ailments come, you ain't getting the best treatment up in there. And, you know, some of those same things going on with our brother Matulu. So, you know, keep those brothers up in prayers, and uh, hopefully uh, in time he'll be coming home to his family. That's right, Aki. Yeah, uh, you know, free our political prisoners, and we definitely got to keep the fight up and uh, keep the pressure on, even, um, you know, know, consider writing to political prisoners. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, they definitely need all the support that we can give them. Mm-hmm. Most definitely, most definitely. So uh, next up on the schedule, Aki, Kendrick Lamar's new album, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I guess to start things off, I got to say I'm a big Kendrick fan. I've been a fan of Kendrick since Section 80. I went back and listened to, you know, Kendrick Lamar EP. Even his uh, Little Wayne uh, remix project mm-hmm. that he did, uh, I think it was a Carter Four, Carter Three, one of them. He, yeah, he, something like that. Yeah, way back in the day before he was even on, he went he went through a remix of a lot of Little Wayne's records from one of the albums. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, just real quick, that's been a big inspiration for me. I do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Drake released the album. I like to go through the instrumentals. I like release my own, like, shortened version, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just did the, th- the same thing recently with uh, Jack Harlow's Come Home, The Kids' Is Miss You album. Mm-hmm. And I know <laughs> we looked at a lot of content recently about Jack Harlow and his infiltration of the black community. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, just disappointing shit. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, black women, uh, we got some questions. But anyways, uh, you know, 
that you know just you know his place in the industry you know his, mm-hmm. the way he uses the art form always been a big inspiration to me talking about Kendrick Lamar and uh so i mean this album it, you know sonically he i feel like he took another step forward we wasn't sure what direction that step was going to be. I think that's part of Kendrick's genius, right? Mm-hmm. We don't know exactly what his new album is going to sound like, you know, because he's just so artistic and, and can go so many different places with it. You know, you go from To Bimp a Butterfly. No, I'm, no, before that, Good Kid, Mad City, To Bimp a Butterfly, Damn, and this one, they all got different sounds. Yeah. You know I'm saying? They're all doing something yeah. different conceptually even, so... Uh, I guess, you know, what are some initial thoughts you got for the album before we get a little bit more in depth with it? I mean, um, you know me, I haven't really, I have selective hip hop artists that I listen to now. Um, and, uh, Kendrick has been one of them. Um, I like, like you said, he's different and he, and he differs things up on albums, you know, he, and he does it just on the, on the album on period, you know, just on the tracks that he does. You know, his flow, he can change up his flow a lot. That means he's versatile. Um, I don't think Kendrick is a... I, I know Kendrick, he can freestyle his ass off. But I like him because you can tell that he had, he writes his shit. I think he's a penzman. Oh, know? yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, hell, we waited five years to get this. You know, something official. Mm-hmm. You know, um... So it definitely meets those criterias. Um, I think if we was living in the age of the source, you you can you can probably uh, make an estimate. I can probably make an estimate. He'd probably get between the four and the five. Mm-hmm. You know, four and the five, Mike, on this one right here. What do you give it personally? Like if you personally, I give it four. Get a four. I give it four. I think for me, you know, what I'm saying I might be one of them Kendrick fanboys. I keep, mm-hmm. but I give it a five. I really do. I mean, I would say this. Like for me, you gotta understand what I'm rating against. Okay. So, so you know, I, I'm, I'm I'm looking back from my my thinking of five Mike albums. Mm-hmm. It's a lot different, for sure. But at the same time, in this era, he probably would have a five Mike era. And I I would say this honestly, yeah, yeah. So I would probably have to take that back. In this thinking from the music that I hear today, that's a five Mike album. I, now, when I give it a five, I'm not even rating it. You know what I'm saying? Like, wh- where does it sit in the industry and all that? I'm just talking about from my per- from my personal yeah. taste. Yeah, I give it a five out yeah. of five. I give it a ten out of ten. You know, I think it's I think it's a work of genius. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I'll be honest. Like, I, I think what he does sonically, conceptually. I mean, of course, if you listen to the album, you know some of the big themes on there is is healing, is trauma. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's really digging into your experiences from your past, from your present, you know, and really reckoning, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, I mean, for Kendrick, it seemed like this was the result uh, in a lot of ways of, you know, uh, Rider's Block and just trying to come. <laughs> no, I mean, he says it on the album, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, uh, in you know, from Rider's Block, he started writing about his own experiences. Mm-hmm. And I think what we got was just a really honest, you know, uh, you know, portrayal of a man and an artist, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, it definitely was a deep, uh, it was definitely had context to it, you know. Um, you know, Kendrick is uh, one of those one-of-a-kind artists. Mm-hmm. I would put him probably in some stages like a Tupac, mm-hmm. um, just because of how the depth that he can go, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and, you know, that's my favorite rapper right there. Right. Um, but um, when it, when you when you talk when you talk 
what's being put out there right now is definitely a quality album. You know, um, the first track, I like that. Nice little intro. Um, yeah, I like... Uh, and then, too, I will say this. The album's only been out for, what, a week? Yeah, uh, well, it's about half a week now. It's Monday. It yeah. came out on Thursday night. So I haven't had enough time, too, mm-hmm. to sit down and saturate mm-hmm. and combine listening to this album fully with the Tree of Life. Do you know what I'm saying? For sure. No, you I, know, I, I haven't had that point in time to to soak it to soak it in to soak it in no, so, and I think my of course my feelings on it could change and develop too you know what I'm saying but I also feel you know the need to say how I feel you know what I'm saying I'm, oh yeah I'm, at I'm, this I'm, moment I'm gonna say how I feel at this yeah, moment yeah at this moment it's the best thing out there right now I, yeah. I can't even deny that shit um, you so, know what I'm saying if we go through it you know I, I saw some people of course United and Grief great intro N95 I thought it was a you know a, a good energy yeah. high energy uh, intro Worldwide Steppers is dope the first big curveball for me came with Die Hard, and that had like a little pop kind yeah, of like future yeah, techno type of yeah, hook to it. But yeah. I'll be honest, Aki, I was he feeling, had to throw it on there. Yeah, for for sure. I think sonically, he he's also just attracted to that sound. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He had some of that. He played with that sound on Damn. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Uh, kind of like electronic type of techno kind of yeah I, I know i'm kind of maybe messing up kind of this like labeling it sonically but if you listen to the album you know it kind of got this futuristic type of yeah sound and kind so of got a euroish yeah something like that yeah, yeah like a euroish sound you know so it could have been a more of a gab at the, the you know a shoot at the international you know what I'm saying? You know. I, I think it was just a real dope vibe. Like I, I still like that song a lot. I think uh, Father Time after that, yeah, was amazing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I think I, I'm seeing a lot of praise for that song. You know what I'm saying? Talking about daddy issues. Yeah. And of course, you know, if uh, you black, chances are you got some form of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not not everybody might. You know, it might be fifty fifty, but a lot of us, a significant amount of us, including myself, got that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so he's talking about. His father, you know what I'm saying, dealing with addictions. You know, Kendra's father was in his life, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And, and he even reflects at the end of the song, talking about, I got friends whose fathers wasn't in their life, and I see how they overcompensate. So he's telling his story about his father and, uh, you know, our collective story about having father issues, whether they was present or not. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, big shout out to Kendra for just bringing them issues up. You know, the rich interlude, that's where Kodak was given uh, a dope uh, poetry-type interlude. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, I liked it a lot, actually, different parts of it. Rich Spirit. Rich Spirit was nice. I liked Rich Spirit. Let's talk. Th- let's take a little bit of time to talk about the next song, mm-hmm. We Cry Together. Yeah, we, we Cry Together was a nice... You know what it gave me? Go ahead. It gave me an Eminem-ish-type feel. Yeah, okay. If you ever seen... Now, if you ever... When you, if you ever heard uh, Slim Shady... Yeah, get the concert. Yeah, and all of those albums, you know, those two albums, that conversation and that bouncing back and forth, it sort of gave me that, but it, I could, I guess I could relate a little bit more to it because mm-hmm. I'm a black man. Mm-hmm. And um, it was definitely, it, it, you know, it, 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 it had truth in it, but it also had comedy and, and drama in it. Was it. A, it was a, 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 a serious song, but, you know, it, yeah, it, it was like a play condensed into a song. You know, yeah. I thought that song was brilliant. Yeah. You know, there's some people, you know, of course, people complaining, critiquing a lot of parts of this album. But 
one, the first time I heard that song, I tweeted that song name with the emoji where the head exploded at the top. <laughs> just out of a because I was like, you already know. That's it. Here. That's we, it. We we like last week we had to talk about a different figure that talked about important issues in the black community related to relationships yeah. and, and sought healing. You mm-hmm. know, and in an imperfect way, no doubt. Yeah. But uh, and the conversation was had and, and made. And in Kendrick's case, the art, the level of art, and the honesty of it. You know, uh, mm-hmm. it gave people a lot of stuff to reckon with. You know what I'm saying? You know, uh, you know, the woman calling out Kendrick for a number of different issues. You know, uh, you know, being down bad, broke nigga type shit. You know, mm-hmm. Kendrick calling out the the fake feminist. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Always want to be the victim. Yeah. Uh, and, and and other stuff that, uh, of course, you know, is not captured 100 percent in any one individual. Yeah. But for him to you know speak about certain collective issues that are going on, the conflict yeah. that is there, uh, it opens up you know space to have I think those conversations that discourse a little easier. Yeah, uh, I mean the good thing is is you see conflict and then at the end they making up. So. <laughs> now, now you could some people take that as a good thing, some people as a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah but hey. in the, now in the individual sense, of course, that's a toxic relationship. Then niggas need to break up. But, <laughs> 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 but, but in the in the collective sense, if you yeah, think about this song, if you think about this song as a conversation between black men and black women, yes, you know what I'm saying, and. A really one that's attempting to reckon with that conflict. We need to be heard. Both sides need to be heard. You need to hear both sides. We need to listen to each other. Mm-hmm. And then we got to figure out how we're going to make this shit work. And we got uh, needs to satisfy during that time as well. <laughs> and needs <Yeah>. were <laughs> sought to be satisfied at the end. I mean, we humans. Right, right. You know? So, yeah, I, I really appreciated that song, Key. Uh, let's see what else is on here real quick. I like Crown. Yeah, Crown. So uh, we cry together is the and Purple Hearts. Those yeah, two Purple songs. Yeah, Purple Hearts is that joint. Those with Ghostface. Right. Those two songs in the first half of it, which is Mr. Morale. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah I like Purple Hearts too. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know. Summer Walker talking about it ain't love you ain't eat my ass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 hey. The honesty though. Yeah, we did, this, this is what people doing these days. You know what I'm saying? That's how they living. Summer Walker definitely came. I mean, I love her voice. You yeah, know what I'm saying yeah, like she's like she sounded. I, I don't even know how to describe it. Like they sort of got her jazzy. The me, epitome man. of how an R and B singer can sound. You know what I'm saying? I feel like Summer Walker for this generation. She's capturing something. Yeah, she. You know what I'm saying? She definitely getting it right. And then Ghostface comes with the dope ass uh, feature. Ain't the drums drop out? Ghostface come in. You know what, you know I'm, saying? what I'm saying? You got to get you know Iron Man classic ghost ghost face killer right there you know yeah. still giving you lyrics yep and then you know the second half of the album the big step is start out with count me out and crown both dope ass songs you know one of the uh highlight songs for me comes next silent hill with kodak yeah now i know a lot of people uh you know have their reasons for not wanting kodak on the album critiquing the album for having kodak some people don't even want to listen to it because kodak is on there mm-hmm. with kodak's past uh with violence but also you know from just uh you know uh artistic point of view kodak as far as the album's themes you know what i'm saying like uh, Kodak fits in with the album's themes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I think his poetry, his interludes, and his verse on there, I think it really fit in well with the album's themes. Mm-hmm. I thought he, uh, Kodak killed it. I, I love that song 
overall. I think I thought Kendrick and and Kodak killed that shit. The beat hard as hell, and Kodak's verse, you know, of course stands out. Uh, definitely a song we playing a lot this summer for sure. And then you got the Baby King portion of the second half. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Kendrick's cousin Kemp comes in on Savior, does the Savior interlude, also has the uh, the feature on Savior. And then you have a, a run of songs at the end that are, are pivotal for the album's themes, right? Mm-hmm. Auntie Diaries, he's talking about his uh, former auntie, now uncle, mm-hmm. that uh, became a man yeah. uh, during his lifetime. And he's seen, you know, he's talking about choosing, I'm going to choose humanity over religion. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Even though, of course, we know Kendrick hits hard on the religious themes, and yeah. he seems to be a, a religious person, yeah. a spiritual person, but he's very honest about the conflict and the nuance and the, you know, the gray area of this part of our lives. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And uh, we're talking about, you know, in the middle of church, mm-hmm. uh, his auntie's being called out by the preacher. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For her uh, transsexuality. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, trans gender yeah yeah my, my apologies for being a transgender uh man yes and uh you know people are very upset he's using the f-word on there the yeah. f-a-g word mm-hmm. and uh you know but while also some people are, are even from that community are appreciating the honesty of it yeah so uh that, that part was you know dope you know uh then the, the album ends with mr morale mother i sober yeah and mirror mirrors my shit yeah, Mirror's an amazing I record. I like that song right there. Mother I Sober is dope. You know, just the piano, the singing, mm-hmm. and the, just his flow on there. I feel like the end of the album really brings the the album home thematically, right? Yeah. Just, you know, talking about healing. And I mean, the overall, one of the overall messages of the album, you know what I'm saying? And uh, from a collective and individual point of view is, you know, he's talking about, he's, he says in the, even in the record, uh, he's sacrificing himself for the healing of his family. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Whether, you know, even if he gets so-called, you know, on the collective sense, you know, I'm going to bring up these issues. Even if I get canceled, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I'm going to bring up these issues because they're important to talk about. And, of course, the issues he brought up within his own family, mm-hmm. he, he did, you know, make a sacrifice. Yeah. He might have messed up some relationships for good. Yeah. As far as the things that he brought up and talked about. But, but you know what? I think, though, black men are smart. Mm-hmm. You having a conversation with your people before you go, you don't do it. That's true. That's but you, you actually never know though, because I mean, there's some divisions, some yeah. things that just we'll, can't be can't yeah. be touched. On. Hey, hey, we'll we'll know we'll we'll know in two weeks on Twitter. <laughs> but uh, I mean, th- think about you know, t- but I think, with him talking about him sacrificing himself, he got the crown of thorns on the cover. Mm-hmm. Now he starts to roll out uh, with uh, the Heart Part Five video. Yeah. Where he says, I am all of us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I am all of us. I mean, it's definitely a, a thinker's album. Uh, you got to appreciate content to love it um, and to like it and indulge in it. You know, he gave us a decent, you know what I'm saying, piece of, he gave us something to listen to right now. You know what I'm saying? For those thinkers and for those people who contemplate bigger shit than the block, but who's still on the block. So, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Kendrick on that. You know what I'm saying? We appreciate that. I like when artists give us something. Of course, I'm going to talk my shit. I don't appreciate having to wait five years. But then once you get it, you you appreciate it. For sure. <laughs> for sure. I waited, think about it. I waited about damn 10 years for the for the chronic, too. Mm. That's you know true. what I'm saying? 
That's true. I made it damn did 10 years. And, and, and we probably going to wait another 15 years for the detox. If that even come out. If it even comes out. Perfectionists take time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with that being said, you know, shout out to Kendra. We're going to keep on listening to the album. You know what I'm saying? We're going to see what competes with it for album of the year, if anything. I don't know if anything will come, come, uh, come close. Yeah, I don't know. Somebody got to do some heavy lifting to get get up there with that one right now. Kendrick is a special artist. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We'll see. Uh, but let, let's keep it moving, Aki. You know, into, you know, murkier water, darker times. You know what I'm saying? As far as what's on the schedule to talk about. Uh, time to get battle ready. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? In terms of culturally. Mm-hmm. Socially, politically, yeah, uh, because you know times are looking to get harder. You know we got the economy changing. You know mm-hmm. people are talking about imminent collapse. Yeah, uh, baby formula shortage. Yeah, all these different things. Gas prices on astronomical, <laughs> on Snoop Dogg high levels. <laughs> them gas prices is real. Hey, them gas prices having you tell people that you love like, nah, I can't even do it. <laughs> right. I can't even do it. You take me to Walmart? Nope. After yeah, five, it, 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 and I need at least fifteen in the tank. For sure. For three guys, think about it. Fifteen dollars eight. That's three gallons. That's it. I put twenty dollars in my tank the other day. I didn't even get a hardly a third of my tank filled. Hey, yesterday was the first time I seen somebody at a gas pump just look totally disappointed. <laughs> like real talk. Like he put the gas in there and did he look? You could tell he turned on his car and turned it on and look. Hands up, like, man, what the f- It's some bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> you got the people in the car. I'm like, man, you know what I'm saying? It's rough out here, man. So, you know what I'm saying? You're going to have to, you know, whatever you do, sell a little extra shea butter, whatever. Mm, something on the side to get it right. But it's uh, it's real out here right now. But uh, So we're going to talk a little bit, you know, in that context, you know what I'm saying? We're going to first look to what's going on abroad and then we'll go, of course we're going to bring it home talking about what happened in Buffalo, New York right. but uh, when we think about U.S. policy abroad you know we talk about Afrocom Africom yeah you know and that's uh, the U.S. military's African wing right yeah Military uh, presence in the continent. Right. You know, the neo-colonial militaristic arm, right? Mm-hmm. And we see a continuation, a hardening of that line with H.R. 7311, which mm-hmm. we mentioned previously, just passed the House, is now looking uh, at a vote coming up soon in the Senate. And what it's attempting to do is it's using the Ukraine-Russia conflict to drum up support for more control or more presence in Africa. Uh, to stave away and to resist or confront Russian influence. Yeah. And uh, so passing the House, looking to pass in the Senate, only nine people voted against it in the House, all of them part of the Republicans, hmm. the, part of the GOP. You know? So no Democrats voted against this. So of course, so all Democrats, even the most progressive ones you can think yeah. about in the House, yeah. you know, are supportive of, you know, strengthening neocolonialism in Africa. It makes that, sense. Africa don't need the U.S. is help, and if Russia is giving, you know, is helping out an African nation, maybe that's none of your business. You know what I'm saying? Uh, not saying Russia is without its own intentions. Yeah. But ain't been no, there's been no greater enemy of our people than the West and the U.S. Uh, military and, and domestic uh, terrorist <laughs> organizations, including also, the police, it, FBI. It also shows the, uh, use, the uselessness of. Um, the Black Caucus. Right. And I don't know if he's a member, 
you know, actually, I should probably look up where where is Gregory Mix from? Because he, I is, think he's out of New Jersey. So he's becoming the face of this. Uh, is he out of, of New this Jersey? movement? Right. I think he might be out of New Jersey. So I accidentally typed in or clicked the button to say Gregory Meeks' wife. He does have a black wife, for those wondering. You know, but he is the face of this neocolonial move or strengthening of the move in uh, in Africa. He is an American lawyer, politician. Yes, U.S. representative in New York since 1998. Okay, in New York. So, uh, yeah, Key, I think when it comes to people like Gregory Meeks, we got to go on and let Malcolm speak on it. You know what I'm saying? Whatever happened to? Oh, hold on. Am I my brother's? <laughs> that's the wrong one. Right. Now that's the perfect one. Because <laughs> that's exactly what we need to be here. Am I? We ain't my brother's keeper. Goddamn, what happened to that? Sisters. All right, here we go. My brother, our friends my... And, and our enemies. We are amongst our friends and our enemies. True indeed. You know what I'm saying? And uh, Gregory Meeks supporting this. You know, we, we definitely got to, uh, you know, put his feet to the fire. You know what I'm saying, Aki? I mean, you know, hey, uh, they've always sought to make a greater presence, and this right here just gives them an excuse to trench themselves in there deeper than what they already are in there. You know, um, with them having their presence there, you don't know what type of shit they over there scheming up in the country, in the country on the continent. They could be literally, you know, uh, setting up divisions within the country. Um, Plotting assassinations of uh, progressive African leaders and other such things as that. So there's a lot of shit we got to be mindful of when they're in this. Oh, any African leader that's accepting help from Russia, that's looking to get closer to Russia, your life is under threat. Oh, yeah. Your your government is under threat from from the West. No doubt about it. And let alone from that, too. We do got to pay attention that Africa don't necessarily got a great history of Russia. Uh, No, exactly right. Exactly right. Now, and 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 so, you know, not, that's not to say that, you know, they, they that's something for them to come to a decision about. Mm-hmm. But I, I hope they do remember that. Uh, I mean, of course, China is also, uh, I mean, in the next 10 years, we could see them adding China to this group or this, this uh, the group of nations they're trying to oppose, you know, in a proxy type way in Africa. Yeah. And a lot of this is kind of what you alluded to proxy type conflicts between the US and these other world powers you mm-hmm. know whether they be Russia or China I mean part of uh the US's presence in Africa is not just about Russia yeah. it's also about uh countering China Chinese influence and and China from all I've seen is certainly uh offering more amenable type financial deals and support for African nations mm-hmm. compared to what the West and the IMF bank yeah. Is doing, you know, which is, you know, directly uh, contributing to neocolonialism. I mean, too, we always got to take into account that China and specifically those East African countries that they deal with a lot. They deal with other countries, but they deal with a lot of East African countries have been in trade with each other for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been trading with each other for thousands of years. So um, there's there's always been in their dealings with each other a form of. You know what I'm saying? Trade. And and um, it's like that shit don't die. Certain shit you can get in Africa that you can't get in China. Certain shit you can get in China that you can't get in Africa. Mm. And so that's how the nations deal with each other. You know, and part of, this is in, part of this is in response to what we also seen today on YouTube, Waki. We oh, saw yeah. a report out of, out of Ethiopia. Oh, yeah. 
some uh, African news agency reported on this and showed footage yeah. of Ethiopians lining up by the dozens, if not hundreds, mm-hmm. signing up to fight for Russia. Yeah. Against the Ukraine, mm-hmm. Ukrainian uh, government. Yeah. And uh, the neo-Nazis over there. And, you know, it's crazy because, you know what I'm saying, a lot of them, from what it was implied, that they really just trying to get up out of the damn country. Right. And they're willing to go fight a war for somebody else to get up out the country. But but also the only reason that Russia is probably allowed to recruit people the way they are is because mm-hmm. Russia and Ethiopia have had a close relationship. There you go. You know, so, uh, but this is also coming, you know, right before the U.S., uh, this bill that we're talking about, HR yes. seven three one one, is passed in the House. Mm-hmm. So you know, in the context of that, you know, you have Ethiopian uh, men finding, fi- uh, signing up to fight for yeah. Russia. I'm talking so, about a line like they was waiting at a concert, like they was at a Biggie and Tupac concert, <laughs> and then you know, so we waiting out here to get out till we can get on up in there. So it's it, it, you know. You know, which makes you say, what the hell is going on in Ethiopia? But I do know they're having some issues right now. I think it is a drought that's been going on. Um, Also, you know, with this bill being passed, I also seen that uh, President Biden is uh, sending more troops to fight. I think maybe in Somalia. Let me see. Let me see. Biden, troops, Africa. Let me see if I can just Google something. So Biden's sending hundreds of U.S. troops to Somalia. Reversing uh, the Trump move to take away troops from from that p- part of Africa, so Biden is approving plan to redeploy several hundred ground forces into Somalia to fight Al Shabaab extremists. Um, so yeah, be on the lookout. You know, definitely, uh, you know, more U.S. troops in Africa. It's not a good thing. Uh, of course, you know, Africans dealing with uh, extremist-type terrorists yeah. is also not a good thing. But the only reason that Africa can't take care of its own problems, maybe they can, you know what I'm saying, but only reason, if, if, if Somalia is not able to, then, you know, of course, that's because of neocolonialism, the stripping yeah. of resources, the stripping of autonomy, self-determination, and uh, really the rape of a continent, mm-hmm. you know, that that is colonialism or neocolonialism. Yeah. So, uh, you know, shout out to my Somalian brothers and sisters. Shout out to my Ethiopian family and all my African family still on the continent. You know what it is. Resist Pan-Africanism or Paris. You know what it is. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And let's oppose this U.S. hegemony <laughs> while we also fighting for self-determination. Yeah. Last up, Aki, we're going to turn back to the domestic. And uh, this white boy... Yeah. Believer in white replacement th- theory, this idea that white people are being annihilated on biological, cultural grounds. Just white supremacy to me. For sure, for sure. Yeah. But it's also a foundational, I think, theoretical aspect of white supremacy, there right? There you go. Yeah, I like and, that. And, okay, and, there we go. I see that. And uh, yeah, I think because somebody made the comparison like, yo, white replacement theory, this is what the KKK was talking about. Yeah. You know oh, yeah. what I'm saying? That's in their manifesto. That's in exactly. That's in the KKK type manifesto, mm-hmm. right? Ku Klux. The uh, they got it. What is called the Quran. <laughs> yeah, I can I had a copy of it. I, I probably still got it down in North Carolina. It's called the Quran. It's the it. So, Oof. you know, long story short, there's a lot of information going out there about the right replacement theory. You know, this is straight up an act of anti-black. Terrorism, 
you know, uh, a lot of this is, you know, we see, uh, of course, you know, first off, you know, prayers up and support, you know, to the victims and their families. Yes. You know, uh, black men, black women, mm -hmm. and uh, a few uh, white people, I believe, were killed by this man. Yeah. Uh, a lot of elderly yeah. A lot of the victims were elderly. I think it was time of the day he went in there. There was a lot of them shopping at the time. Right. But, you know, we're talking about fathers, grandfathers. Mothers. And grandmothers. Mothers, aunts. Right. It, it, you know. And uh, we see what Peyton, what he was opposing in this was, you know, the what he, the, he all these pathological theories about black people and black men that he's seen as what made black people such special threats as far as, I mean, the statistics he's laying out in the manifesto talking about white, I mean, black men raping white women. I mean, like, it's sort of how the news tried to frame it. The news tried to frame this as people of color. And he did express small gripes to, um, excuse me, other people of color, um, specifically uh, Asian um, and Mexican. But he's talked about why he targeted black people specifically. Yeah. He, instead of Asian and Mexicans, too. All, listen, the man got two damn sections of statistics. But just talking about black people. His beef was with us. Mm -hmm. if, 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 you know, we looked at the manifesto, the, the parts that we could, we had access to. And it's out there, but we haven't looked at the whole thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, of course, you're going to do your own study. Yeah, so we may find more in it, but from the sections that we've seen, he's, pre he's pretty much saying us, and we know where he went. He actually, um, you know, um, talks about that in his manifesto, you know, um, targeting us and why he chose to do it. You know, he did it in a response of an incident that took place. Right, and he, he, he uh, where a black man, I forgot exactly where it was, but he rammed his SUV through a crowd and, guilt, and killed a white woman. Yes. And uh, I think he had that white woman's name written on the rifle. Mm-hmm. As long, you know, as well as other racist statements. And, Nigger. And, yeah, all that shit. Number 14 and all that other shit. Right, or, and also, this is, here goes your reparations. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? If, if it's not clear enough. Yeah, so, who, you know. Who it was directed to. So, anyways, I mean, this is somebody who took his parents' car over 200 miles. Uh, also, he threatened to shoot up a high school, the, his high school, a year before that. <laughs> this, is, this man is only a year out of high school. Yeah. Threatened, threatened to shoot up his high school. Then the authorities didn't want this to go on his record. So they pretty much gave him a slap on the wrist. Mm. And then, you know, of course, all of his weak-ass, cowardly friends and family didn't, you know, speak up and do nothing about it. I mean, you know, they tried to paint it off like, you know what I'm saying? They, they're trying to shift the conversation, too. You know, they're trying to take it towards gun control and mental health and things like that. Oh, this shit is just a straight genocidal attack on black folks. Oh, they even say his uh, manifesto was just a rambling type of deal. Like, he didn't know what he was talking about. Yeah, I mean... Like, or he wasn't... He was just all over the place. So, this is somebody who was a very... We're talking about, like, he, he was an advanced theorist of fucking white supremacy you yeah. know what i'm saying like he was in the uh as far as that theoretical framework goes he was in the big leagues as far yeah. as what he was able to align you know what i'm saying and uh to support his actions you know I and mean, he's not i don't think they got the death penalty in new york uh i don't believe so mm, i don't think they do either so 
you know, I think his expectation is to, uh, I mean, he said in his manifesto, he wants to watch the world burn. He wants to, he hopes this action height, you know, raises the stakes and contradictions so much that, you know, more white people seek to kill the, what he calls the replacers, the people that are seeking to replace white people. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, sick, a sick individual, but also, you know, this is at the, you know, what, what he's talking about is they don't want to talk they don't want to think about the manifesto yeah. because what's in the manifesto is also the same shit that's undergirding all institutions of the US well, and, you, and and their racist orientation towards black people well as much as you we you know we think we understand it they still have an image that they want to maintain of America mm-hmm. it was no different than back in the 60s when we was acting the fool well not even acting the fool but when they was acting the fool on us and it was recorded by the national cameras and showed around the TVs of the world they didn't like that image and so that's sort of the type of thing that they want to try to maintain right now is they try to maintain the image because they the last thing they want is something that they know has always been there mm-hmm. racial tension Mm-hmm. That's the last thing they want right there, mm-hmm. you know, um, because that is something that can explode fast. It is interesting that he sees, you know, African-Americans as immigrants seeking to replace. We were brought over here as slaves. Yeah. And we're a colonized people. Of course, this is missing from his framework. Mm-hmm. So he sees us as people seeking to replace white folk. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like I said, it's a, it's some real sick shit. Uh, I know they, um, you know what I'm saying, they've been giving, you know, Carl, uh, uh, Tucker Carlson a little, a little bit of hell lately because, you know, they're trying to say, which to me personally is rightfully so, that, um, you know, his type of uh, ideology and influence, you know, through media and the words that he spits was is the type of influence that inspires him, and it very much is, but there's very much more stronger influences out there. The biggest difference, one of the biggest differences, right, between our position and this this white supremacist, white nationalist position, they see liberals as aiding in black people becoming these replacers. Yeah. And they see liberals as collaborating with us in that effort. Mm-hmm. When the black nationalist point of view sees liberals as part of the force that is debilitating our move towards national liberation. Yes. You know, liberals also, liberals share this with white nationalists. The mm-hmm. fact that they don't want us to have strong black families and the fact that they, the construction of these racist, uh, uh, patriarchal, paternalistic institutions towards black people. They don't treat us as full human beings. But they wanna... treat us as children that they have authority over. Well, you got to remember something. White supremacy, they don't distinguish between subordinates. Mm. They don't distinguish between that. You know what I'm saying? We try to make the the, the different uh, arguments of class, gender, you know, and all those different things. No, nah, they don't. A nigga's a nigga. <laughs> Whether he liberal or pro-black, a nigga's a nigga. Mm-hmm. You know? And guess what? If you are a white person or Mexican or whoever else and you like niggas, now you're a nigga lover. You're niggardly. Mm-hmm. And they'll treat you the same. Yep. They'll even document you as that. I got people that I know whose mother and father were together at a certain time back in the day, and she's listed as Negro just because she was with him. So let's not make the same mistake that white nationalists are making, right? Where if white nationalists sees the white liberal liberal as our ally, let's yeah. not make that mistake and believe that. Yeah. Right. There, there is no, 
like this is turning us toward the conversation about solutions. Where do we go from here? Yeah. What should we be doing to protect ourselves? It's not waiting on a different vote. This isn't about gun rights and trying to limit the number of guns. The solution for us is black people need to buy more G-U-N-S. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. We need to protect ourselves better yeah. from these racist, brut- brutal attacks. That's what it's supposed to be doing. Right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we need to build up that institutional type of uh, strength to protect ourselves. Yes. Uh, armed and unarmed. Mm-hmm. That's the way forward for black people and black communities. Because... Uh, what, we're going to give up all the guns just so we can be put in a tighter and tighter box when some Ferguson shit type type shit pops off? You know. We got to protest again for some other shit, and we're just going to disarm before we pro- got to protest again? I mean, of course, protest is not the end-all, be-all, but, I mean, these are situations that we've seen publicly recently. Yeah. Where, uh, you know, our lack of real understanding about how we're going to, how we can protect ourselves and how we should and what works uh, you know that was missing from the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah, you know what I'm saying in, in a lot of ways. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, you know we got to take this shit back. You know, we got to look at what Robert F. Williams is doing. Yeah, you know, uh, with his chapter of the, of the NAACP mm-hmm. and how they formed a gun club, Monroe, Monroe, North Carolina, right? Yep, Monroe, North Carolina. And uh, you know, they gun club, they 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 shot it out with the Klan to get the fuck up out of. You know, the area. As as human beings, you have the right to defend yourself. Right. I don't care what no law says. You know, um, of course, there was a security guard in there. or or I think it was an off-duty officer or security guard in there who did exchange fire um, with him. Right. Um, But uh, my man was wearing body armor. Right. And and the brother was shooting with a pistol. Yeah. So you got all these liberals telling us we don't need no rifles. Average person don't need no rifles. Well, the white boy got rifle wearing body armor. Like, how this nigga get body armor? I mean, how this guy can get body armor? I'm I checking mean, that out. You can buy body armor at the Army Surplus joint. Damn. I'm pretty sure. I mean, that that body armor is available. You know what I'm saying? I think that's that shit is available. I'm just if, saying, if you're though. you're looking for it. Oh, the banging I done seen in the hood. I ain't never seen brothers with the body armor on going at it with each other. Yeah, that's a whole different issue. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, but we yeah. don't need them doing it anyway. Right, but... Uh, yeah, think I'm. I immediately think about my past mm-hmm. and uh, Fifty Cent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Now, <laughs> that's the one I think about. Think about. So yeah, Tupac used to rock one too. Sometimes to bulletproof that. Well, there you go. You know what I'm saying? But uh, of course, we don't need that to battle each other. Yeah, we uh, need that to protect to deal ourselves. With them. Exactly. Now, we also gonna have you know a, a different conversation is, you know, what the Haitians had to do. You know what I'm saying? When they was kicking off their revolution, at different stages of their revolution, mm-hmm. it wasn't just the white enemy that had to get taken out. It was the coons amongst us that had to get dealt with. Oh, for sure. You know what I'm saying? And, of course, they're going to be stepping line and step with the police, the army, mm-hmm. and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? As they continue to betray our movement. So, uh, ain't no easy roads ahead, Aki. Ain't no easy roads ahead. Well, no, no, no. The one thing you got to do... You gotta remember, you can't forget this one. What happened when we was looking at the video, Aki? Aki. So we're looking at Professor Black Truth's video on YouTube, and uh, he's going through line by line por- portions of the manifesto, right? Mm-hmm. His video gets removed while we're watching it. It gets yep. deleted from YouTube. Cut right the fuck off. 
Can't even get get to the video no more. Hmm. Got removed from my watch history, even. <laughs> Damn, they went inside your history. <laughs> right. Got to get a VPN, Aki. <laughs> nah, for real. Nah, for real. They hey. probably looking at niggas watching some of these videos. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Because I think he might have had the whole manifesto. But see, I don't know if I, I don't I don't know if he had the whole one or not. And you he, know, he linked to the whole manifesto. The the whole manifesto is out there. Like yeah. you can you can easily track that down. It's mm-hmm. available in enough places. But maybe that's something they're targeting more and more. Yeah. I know for uh the two days afterwards you could get hold of it. I mean, earlier today you could get hold of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But maybe that's something they're targeting now. And to me and Aki got to looking at it. Me and Sonny get to looking at it. The next thing you know, it go off. That's why you right there. These algorithms, you know, can't save you. You know what I'm mm, saying? Can't save you at all. Now, I think about Ken- now going back to the Kendrick album. <laughs> he said, I think, what, Kendrick woke you up, but he is not your savior. <laughs> J. Cole empowered you, but he is not your savior. Mm. Future told you get a money counter, <laughs> but he is not your savior. You know? You know what I'm saying? So we can't look at the internet. The internet informed us, but it is not our savior. Not our savior at all. You know what I'm saying? We got to be that for each other mm-hmm. offline. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Let the online be a tool towards the on, the offline. Yeah. Yes. Most definitely. Most definitely. So, uh, you know, anything else on this topic, I keep? We're not going to stress it. We're not going to, you know, it's a tragic situation. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, the end, actually, one last thing I want to say about it. I do want to read the names of the victims, Aki. Our brothers and sisters that was killed. All the victims, but especially our brothers and sisters that was killed. Ruth Whitfield, 86, was killed. The former, uh, her son was the former Buffalo Fire Commissioner. Says she was on her way from visiting her husband in the nursing home and Mm. stopped at the store to get something to eat. I say to that sister and her family. Aaron Salter Jr. was identified by his son, and he was a beloved Topps Friendly Market security guard. He's the one that tried to stop the shooter. Mm, I say to that brother, too. I say to our brother. Pearl Young, 77 years old, was a mother, grandmother, and key member of her church. For 25 years, she fed those in need in the city's Central Park neighborhood. I say. I say. Roberta Drury, 32, from Syracuse. She was in Buffalo spending time with her family and to help her brother recover from a bone marrow transplant. She leaves behind three siblings and her parents. Ashe. Ashe. Celestine Cheney, 65, was a breast cancer survivor with seven grandkids. Ashe. Mm. Ashe. Hayward Patterson, a deacon at his church, would frequently give people rides to and from the top supermarket and help them carry their groceries. Ashe. Mm. Ashe was taken out by a fucking coward, Aki. Andre McNeil, a beloved father, brother, uncle, and friend. According to his brother, he was at top supermarket to buy a birthday cake for his son, who just turned three. Ah, oh, hell, man. That's... Ashe. Ashe. Catherine Cat Massey, 72 was an advocate for civil rights and education in her community. Massey had gone to Tops to do some grocery shopping. She wrote for the Buffalo Challenger and Buffalo Criterion. A year ago, she wrote in support of more regular federal regulation of firearms. Ashe. Ashe. Geraldine Chapman Talley, 62, was described by her niece, Keisha Chapman, as a gentle soul. She loved everybody. She was always smiling. 
She didn't like confrontation. She wanted everything to be easy and full of love. She leaves behind two adult children, I say. I say. Marcus D. Morrison, 52, was a father of three and described by family and friends as a nice person that never bothered anyone. I say, brother. I say. Those that were wounded, Zaire Goodman, 20, Jennifer Warrington, 50, and Christopher Braden, 55. So, again, I say to all the victims and their families, yes, devastating uh, assault on our community nationwide. And yeah. this, this is instances like this that should underscore the need for us to organize on a national basis. Yeah. We're a national people. Talking about black people. Mm-hmm. Because we... The stories that we just read, I'm sure we could we we could picture, even when I look at this picture, we could picture from our own experience, our own community, who and what these people were. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's just uh that's a sad thing right there. You know, did it specifically in a black community. It's the only grocery store in that community. Food desert. Yeah, food desert. So you know what I'm saying? Everybody definitely is impacted by that, and everybody has definitely, you know, is gonna, you know, feel the weight of that. Um, um, you know, he specifically targeted that area, and he was gonna go right down the street to a, a, another shopping mall area in that area, frequented by black people, and do the same thing if he hadn't been uh, stopped yep. by the police. Right. Um, I guess they were able to uh, get him to put down the rifle, take yeah. off the body armor, and, um, things of that such nature. Um, and yeah. he was arrested peacefully. I mean, yeah, yeah that, that's another. I mean, that's yeah, the point, if it right? Been the route, if it would have been me, it would have been. Yeah, it, that's whole. I'm not even going to incriminate myself. But nah, uh, fuck that. Give him, to, give him over to the community. Let, uh, let the families handle him. Well, I think if it had been me sitting out there popping off shots, shooting up white people with body armor on, if I would have made it. Oh no, 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 no. We wouldn't have made that. <laughs> no, no. They would have blew up. They, they would have blew our ass up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah. You know. What what that man wants is a prolonged incident trial ob- observance of what he did and why he did it. He should have been killed on the spot. <laughs> the community should have killed his ass on the spot. Medieval justice. We got you tomorrow. You going at dawn. <laughs> it's over with at dawn tomorrow. Let him get a trial. Now nah, we don't need no trial. We know. You know it was you. You got body armor on. You had body camera on. We seen this shit. And then you did body You know you had the body camera on doing all this. This is just bad. You know it's all bad. I key. But uh, you know we gonna keep this fire burning. That's what we gonna do. Yeah. yeah that's what sure. we gotta do as a people. You know for what I'm sure. saying. For so sure. uh, that's it for this week's fire. Uh, for fire this time. Mm-hmm. And uh, keep y'all fires burning this next week. And we gonna see y'all next week, man. Definitely, most sure. Peace. Peace. Peace.